0: Welcome to episode 28 of the Greater Manchester Chamber of Commerce podcast. This episode contains audio from our Chamber Live event which took place on the 11th of May 2021 and was hosted by our Policy, Campaigns and Communications Director Chris Fletcher. Following a very busy week that has seen both local and mayoral elections taking place, we look ahead to the next stage of restrictions easing which is due to take place on the 17th of May. We are joined by Nicola Payne, the owner of Iconic Independent Gift Shop Oklahoma in Manchester's Northern Quarter. Nicola provides us with her insight into how the pandemic has impacted independent retailers. Nathan Chu, our General Manager from Chamber Space, then provides us with an update on what the next stage of the government's roadmap means for venues like ours and the challenges faced. Nathan also provides an exclusive update about our new open art gallery in partnership with Ghislaine Howard which is opening very soon. And finally with it being Mental Health Awareness Week we're delighted to be joined by Chris Cooper who is a trainer and coach from Manchester Mind. Chris provides his valuable insight into mental health awareness and how the pandemic has impacted people's mental health and well-being.
1: So good morning everyone, welcome to uh, today's Chamber Live, it's the 11th of May 2021, the year really is flying by Um, and uh, we're nearly halfway through May and of course uh, as ever we've got our usual uh, mix of speakers today covering a wide range of issues, keeping you up to date with what's happening in and around the Chamber and Greater Manchester, it's the usual Zoom rules as ever on this so can please ask people to mute the mics uh, unless they're speaking. We've got the chat box so if there are any questions that you want to ask people or comments you want to make as we go through we'll try and get through as many of those as possible we are recording this as ever uh, and uh, we'll be using this on our podcast and also on our YouTube channel as well so if there's something you've heard and you want to catch up again later on or go over or whatever it is to tell somebody about uh, the events then uh, look out for the link coming out after we've finished today. As ever there's been a lot happening uh, in the last few days really we've had Andy Burnham winning uh, mayoral election and immediately vowing to focus on transport issues, something our members did highlight in the pre-election uh, survey that we, we sent out. Uh, those transport issues not only important in normal times, but as we come out of lockdown and things start to return back to normal, it's absolutely vital that we've got a good, efficient, working transport network in Greater Manchester. And Speaking of coming out of lockdown, we had, of course, confirmation from the Prime Minister that next Monday the 17th of May, we will be going into the next phase of easing lockdown measures with indoor hospitality, venues reopening, uh, crowds allowed back at sporting events, hotels reopening and of course we can start hugging people again, uh, if that is your thing, but obviously be very careful uh, as we do that. But one sector that I think has been hit uh, really hard by the pandemic has been retail. And our first guest today is Nicola Payne, the owner of Oklahoma Gift Shop. Uh, Nicola, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, and I guess really, I suppose the the sort of obvious question, you're probably maybe sick of answering this question, but what has the last year been like for you?
2: Um, It's just been really, really up and down. I don't even feel like I've had the time to sort of process it a bit, you know, because you're constantly trying to focus on keeping your business going and making money whichever way you can. So, you know, the shop closed, the focus was on the website, on our social channels, on really communicating with customers in the way we always had, but it had always been an extra part of the business, but it suddenly became the main focus. and we, we already had quite a good, strong website and good social channels. We've been working on it for many years. So that was a huge relief, actually, that I felt like I kind of knew what we were doing. Um, so, yeah, it was focusing on the website, pushing that forwards and trying to sort of still have that sense of a community and that sense of being able to, you know, a customer needed a gift or they wanted to send a card or they just kind of wanted to have some human contact. You know, when we were all isolating, actually, I felt like I was spending a lot of time talking to customers on direct messages, you know, about yeah. sending a card to this person. Or, um, and then, of course, we opened at Christmas. That was a bit, I mean, the shop was very, very quiet in comparison to what we would have it hoped for. Um, and just town in general felt just very weird, you know. Um, and then closed again, back on the website. But we were always been on the website, really. And then now we've just reopened and things are up, up and down again. Yeah. Um, yeah. And always being in Manchester throughout and seeing the space, you know, that I've been in for, what, 25 years now and just so strange being in what is the city centre and it just being so different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, just explain a little bit about what, what you saw because it is it's, it's not just retail, I think, that you did. It's, there's a, a nice little story behind it as well, isn't it? As well. well behind, uh, behind it I
2: mean, we, we are a gift shop. So, you know, it, in Manchester, it is giftware. We used to have a lot of tourism, a lot of students. We've been going for the, over 25 years. So we've got a really big, little customer base. People have grown up visiting the shop. Um, But through the website, we have started to do bigger items, which has been really helped with the pandemic. You know, um, we started to sell furniture um, and other things that I've always wanted to do, but I've never really been able to sell them in the shop, but on the website, you know, that's, we found a customer base there. And we are getting people in Manchester still purchasing via the site, those items. So, um, but, you know, in the shop we sell loads we had many different guys we've had a cafe for many years and dvd rental and you know done lots of different things it's just very big very colorful and um just a great a great sort of visual space to come into i think
1: yeah i'm just interested in, in in what you said at the start around that sort of digital offer and and you you, you were always online or whatever but it sounds like the pandemic sort of a uh, was a sort of uh, you know proof that you were doing it right and B, maybe giving you some new ideas how to take it forward in the the future really can you see that digital side of things developing further
2: yes 100% that's my main focus to be honest it's not that I'm not focusing on the shop but what I've realized is prior to the pandemic I think we all know that bricks and mortar retail was going through a tricky time and we had noticed you know that five years prior, you probably would have had a slightly bigger Christmas than we were having. Um, So many, you know, probably prior to the pandemic, about six or seven years, we've been working on the website, making lots of mistakes, spending lots of money, you know, and really figuring things out and still seriously in that place right now, you know. Um, But when the pandemic hit, obviously everyone's at home and they're all buying online. And we have also got big following on Instagram and quite decent on Facebook. So we had sort of been doing more advertising and things like that. So it's been really helpful for me because what I was always struggling with is who are my customers online? You know, I know who my customers are in the shop. I know Manchester, but who is my customers online? Is it just people in Manchester or is it the world? And um, you kind of, as a buyer, you need to know what people are wanting. And you have to have that confidence, I think. Particularly online, you have to have a confident presence. Otherwise, you're just going to get lost. And the pandemic has helped me find that confidence and um, sort of know who we are as a business, but know, hopefully, who we can be online. And I can kind of see how that can grow now.
1: And I guess part of it as well is that developing that sort of community online as well, isn't it? You mentioned like your Instagram and things like that that it's selling it is retail or whatever but it's also about developing that wider community isn't it really to yeah
2: sell, and it's also about safeguarding the shop hopefully yeah, yeah, you know yeah. because I love the shop and I love having that space and when we have pictures of the shop on our social and we use it sometimes on the website it it's different people appreciate that we have a real space and that we are from Manchester and we are a Manchester business you know and am proud to yeah. be that yeah. so I love that in a way that the shop could be a place where people can come and they can experience what is on the site plus extra you know and we can actually have real people with doors open and people can come in and they can kind of physically in real time experience an actual space rather than but then they can also shop at two in the morning yeah which I love you know I'm amazed (laughs) oh my god someone's just spent 80 pounds it's it's 2 a.m you know and I can sort of look at my phone and that's crazy that I can have a business which has different opening times. Yeah. Um. So that's been sort of fun to know that I can be open all the time. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: open all hours. Uh, as yeah. As well. And it, 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 that's a, that's the sort of 21st century model, isn't it? I think, and the pandemic sort of, I think, speeded some of that up. I think, in, in some people's minds, and I think. I it was, think it.
2: I think it brought yeah. a rocket right up its backside, yeah. is what I think. I mean, <laughs> I know friends who just had. You know, little businesses selling cards online that were doing very well steadily, and they their businesses have grown. I think there are plenty of businesses that are suffering. I think you know, there's plenty of businesses that, with the pandemic, have gone jump forward massively, yeah. And now are able to just support themselves through online. You know, so there are obviously bad things that have happened to some businesses, but I think for other businesses, it's been a real positive.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a really good strong message, of course, where we are now and. Again, you know, we've got the good news from the Prime Minister yesterday about, you know, further restrictions being lifted. I think it's probably the most significant step we've had. There'll be the huge focus at the city centre because, yeah, you know,
2: yeah. where I am, obviously it's busy on the street on a rainy day, which in Manchester is not unusual, let's be honest. You know, what are people doing? They're outside Federal under an umbrella in the pouring rain, and the winds, trying to, to eat... I don't know, whatever they're eating. And so that's a bit, that's been rubbish for us because we need that. We need people, we need people to be coming into the city centre to do things other than just go into a, a bricks and mortar gift shop. You know, they need to be able to drink and eat and all the other things. Yeah.
1: And just finally, uh, Nicola, I mean, some really good stuff. And again, it, it's it's a great story you've got. I mean, we featured it in the brief a couple of weeks ago, just that sort of, you know, that that development and lessons learned and things like that. Where we are now, what, what do you see is the biggest challenges going forward? I mean, is Brexit impacting on the business in any way, shape, or form? Or is it Brexit's more, an absolute
2: more... nightmare. It's yeah. an absolute nightmare for me. Right. I, it, it's worse <laughs> for me. I'm finding than the pandemic, right. you know, because I was hoping to maybe grow my business into Europe, selling. Yeah. You know, we have orders coming from Spain and France and Italy and Germany. Now we're having to email the customers just to warn them. You know, are you ready for these charges? We can't quite tell you what they're going to be. Um, it's a nightmare for VAT for accounting. Yeah. Uh, it's a nightmare for bringing my orders into the country. Um, you know, I, I I I've gone from paying maybe a hundred pounds. 120 to get a pallet in to 250 to get a pallet in, plus 60 pound customs and excise or freight forwarder charges, plus 60 to 80 pounds for the company I'm ordering off, their charges to do all the extra paperwork, plus um the VAT, which I've got to try and figure out what it is with whatever paperwork I eventually get sent and claim it back through my accounts and my duties. No idea what they're gonna be. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, I was going to get uh, the stuff, cushions I wanted to buy from China the other day. I tried to look at getting them in. I figured out it was about 800 quid. That's with my postage was about 350 and the rest was all charges. And that wasn't even including what I could claim back. So COVID has made just generally moving things around the world expensive. Um, it's made the supply chain a nightmare. And then Brexit has just completely and utterly stomped all over it. Yeah. You know, so I'm thinking maybe I need to be trying to order more just from countries inside the UK.
3: Yeah. Which
2: I do anyway.
3: Yeah. Yeah. But,
2: you know, I've got people I've dealt with over the years. I've got people I deal with in France. And so I'm still watering off them. But what it means is something that was costing a customer 25 is costing them 35. It's not even just a small hike. No. 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 So I've got to contend with. Yeah. I just think people are going to see everything getting more expensive.
1: Yeah. 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 Just
2: when we probably don't need things to get more expensive.
1: Yeah, that's it. Just just on the edge of it again. I wrote a piece about this that you know we've seen this sort of bit of a mini boom, a mini bounce back coming from uh, from the back of the pandemic and whatever. And then we've obviously all got all this all this stuff going on in the background um, that that could actually. I
2: think you know, the people who can afford things are going to be able to afford things. Yeah. The problem is as we come out of this and furlough ends and people start losing their jobs more, you know, and we, people are obviously a lot in debt without, you know who knows what that's like, but there's going to be the has and the have nots. And I just think it's going to get, things are going to become more and more expensive. Yeah. Um, I mean, it isn't all doom and gloom. There's, there is positives as well, but it's definitely as running a business, it's been very tricky. A lot of time gone into trying to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Okay. Nicola, we've, that message so often from uh, from businesses and what we try and do is make sure governments are listening to this as well, but uh, Nicola, it's been absolutely fantastic to, to speak to you. Um, we've had uh, there's a, a link to your website uk uh, in the chat, so please go online uh, and have a look at, uh, at what Nicola uh, is uh, is selling through a store and online as well, and obviously next time you're in the city centre, why not pop in uh, and go and have a look for yourself. It is a, it's a fantastic establishment there and again one that's been going for over 20 years so what uh, one of the uh, city centre's real uh, big plus points there Nicola thank you so much for sharing that with us some really good stuff a little few words of warning as well there about you know these other things that are rumbling around in the background uh, but it's great to speak to somebody like Nicola there that has uh, taken the opportunity to expand uh, in in various different ways throughout the pandemic uh, and it's really great to listen to you thank Nicola thank you very much okay. our next uh, our next guest and again picking up on uh on a little a few of the things we've already mentioned uh is somebody that uh it's uh on chamber live quite a bit it's our general manager from chamber space Nathan Chu Nathan uh good morning to you good morning nice to see you excellent and uh you're obviously the I think in the boardroom at, at Elliott House. Um, uh, but what, what's what's the update on, uh, on on reopening? We obviously had the announcement yesterday, uh, but what else is still to come?
4: Yes, so yeah, I thought I'd relocate to the boardroom today to give everyone on Chamber Live a different perspective of uh, of, of me in the venue. Um, but yeah, so it was, it's it's good news. Um, I, I, you know, nothing nothing's changed as such. I just think it's interesting to to get, get a better understanding from a venue point of view and and events more generally, because I know we've got a few people on the call, I noticed Sonia and Jeff, uh, who are both involved in, in, you know, heavily uh, invested in in what these announcements mean. Um, And so from the government's announcement last night, from uh, Boris Johnson's announcement, we can as a, we can as a uh, events venue open more widely from the 17th of May. Now there still are restrictions placed upon that, uh, understandably, so, uh, we can open to up to 50% of our capacity uh, in, in the venue uh, as long as we maintain social distancing guidelines which is we, you know it's we, we, we're not there yet but it's a very very important step and I think it's really useful to know for people uh, looking to sort of break out of their um, zoom rooms and, and Teams calls and, and, and get back into face-to-face, face-to-face events is, is just what's the, the variety of events that we can now hold from the 17th so you've got your conferences your training courses seminars but you've also got things in there like exhibitions awards dinners um, awards ceremonies auctions corporate hospitality events we're talking dinners and things like that and I think a lot of people aren't well whether or not they're ready for them they're not aware that from the 17th that these sorts of things can happen I mean here in the venue ourselves we've got finally and I'm really happy for them gusto restaurant uh, who are in our basement who we do a lot of work with and we are planning to do a lot of uh, offering on the more social side or the or, or the sort of um, business lunches and business dinners they're opening from the 17th as well so I think it's just important for everyone to remember uh, that it's not just conference venues are opening for Sort of prescribe business meetings and conferences, that they are confident enough to allow our venues to open up for a really wide range of events. So I think it's really exciting. Um, so yeah, so that's where that's where we are at the moment.
1: It's good stuff again. Sense sense of excitement in uh, in how you're describing things as well. So uh, it's it would be good to get back to to as near normal as we have been for 40 months. What what's the biggest challenge though to to opening up and and just at present what what is demand like you mentioned there about people being unaware of that is are you seeing you know what what's the levels of demand i think uh, being completely honest it, it, you know we're
4: not um it, it, it's not uh with no one's bashing down the doors, so or we haven't got hordes of people on the street i mean as um, as our last guest just said i'm on dean's gate uh as well opposite federal so i have seen those people Weathering the storm, drinking their coffee and bagel outside there, but the streets are a lot busier. In terms of demand for the for the conference centre, we are seeing a lot more targeted towards September onwards. So um, while we are getting more and more bookings, they tend to be smaller ones over the next few months. And I think part of the challenge, well, there's two. I think there's two big challenges that. um, events face and i'm not just talking about venues here i'm talking about you know the whole sector the the first is confidence And, and and i think almost in every webinar and every conversation you have at some point in that conversation, the word confidence will be, will be mentioned. Uh, you, you've got uh, two very distinct sets of people and some, and, some, and some in a gray area in between. There are some that really feel, I meet people day to day now that are coming back into Manchester for the first time since March of last year. Um, you know they haven't left their sort of leafy suburb or what well, well, you know whatever it might be to step into the city centre and that's, that's, a, that's a big step out and a lot of people still haven't done that um, and, and the government have, are giving our re- relaxing things people's still people need to feel that confidence so, so that's the, the first challenge we've had and we're doing a lot to, to, to try and sort of build confidence within people I mean I think it's a, it's a real sort of um, positive for the chamber and for the venue chamber space to say that we have been open for such a long period of time. I mean, today, uh, just to give you some idea, we've got the home office in upstairs above above me right now. There's journalists reporting on the Manchester Arena bombing inquiry from our venue, and they've been in with us since August. So we have been um, we've been open all that time, and it's things like that that you need to let people know about the measures that you've got in place, that we as a venue, we understand that we're able to open up, but that we're not taking things for granted. And we understand that people need to still feel that they can have that confidence to meet. So I think confidence, Chris,
1: is is probably the biggest thing. And it's a fine line, isn't it? Because what you don't want to be doing is making it so obvious that the measures are in place that you actually put... Doubting in people's minds but likewise you can't just have nothing there because people won't feel safe so it's a real balancing act isn't it I think with the- yeah
4: it's a, it's a really blended approach you've got to keep it soft but but make sure it's robust
1: yeah soft but robust I like that I'll have that as my new motto um obviously uh, we get this question quite a bit when, when you're on uh on these events Nathan but any news around when the members lounge uh will be reopening
4: yeah, I mean, we're desperate to, uh, desperate to get members back in here. I mean, it's, it's just not the same without that buzz in the lounge. I think we, we, you know, we are taking reasonably, um, a reasonably, I would say cautious, but I, I think it's a you know, responsible approach to, uh, to opening um, more widely for sort of general visits just because of the way we need to manage it. But I'm, I'm confident that from June the 21st that the members lounge will be open widely and, and, and be widely available and we'll have those booking systems in place which mean that as many members as possible can take advantage of that because I know how important it is as, 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 as a service, but I've also said, you know, you, you, we have a lot of smaller meeting rooms here and, and, and we as a chamber are always looking to support members. Uh, so you know, don't 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 feel that we're not here for for you in the city centre. Always get in touch with one of the Chamber Space team if you are a member of the chamber. And, and, you know, we've, we'll talk it through, and if you've got something we need to help with, then we'll we'll do our best to do it before June the twenty first. That's excellent. That's superb. That.
1: And, and anything else? Anything else that you've been working on over the last twelve months or so? Developing new ideas. Well, I mean, I think I've talked. I've done a bits, bits and bobs.
4: I mean, I've taken, I've taken some rest as well. You know, you've got to, got to take some time out. But um, we've still so we've got the hybrid offer, which you, which I talked about the last time we were on here. I think one of the really exciting things, uh, and I'll give you a taster of it now, is you know what we're trying to do with uh, all our venues because we're not just one anymore. We've got Bolton and we've got host over in Media City as well. Is we, we feel that people will, you know, the change in the working world a lot of people working flexibly and remotely venues need to step up to that challenge and become a place that isn't just somewhere to nip in for a business meeting that offers a, a sort of a, a richer experience and supports more people with what they want to do. Uh, so in uh, you, anyone that's been to Elliott House, we work with an artist called Ghislaine Howard, who is a, uh, uh, you know, really uh, recognised artists around the UK. She's done some, some wonderful work uh, being displayed in some of the biggest galleries in, in, in the UK and we're lucky enough to have some of the work in the building. We've gone a step further and we've actually converted one of our rooms on the ground floor to an open art gallery uh, and, and it will be a, a, a changing, moving experience where it's curated so works will change depending on what's going on in the outside world and we feel but that that that's one of just one of the really exciting developments that will sort of transform this space, not just for ourselves and for a PR exercise, but actually for, for the people of Manchester coming in and mainly our members. To you're not just coming into a space to do something commercial. You 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 you, you know you're connecting with other things, and I'm really excited to get that off the ground and announce it. And I think we should hopefully, fingers crossed, be opening that gallery on June the twenty first as well, uh, and with some associated events around that. So that's probably for me personally and I, you know and one of the more random things one of the most
1: exciting new developments that we've got here that's excellent thanks Nathan as ever for uh, for keeping us up to date and look out for more news and information as, as we uh, begin to bring everything back into use and get back to normality uh, Chris can I get a shameless can
4: I get a shameless plug in for the venue then. itself thank you uh, just to let you know anyone that is thinking about oh do you know what I, w- I do want to get back from the 17th and hold a meeting we do have we understand that you can't get as many people into our venue at the moment so we have some very very attractive socially distanced price price rates for you so any interest at all do come to us and uh, and we'll find you at home here excellent i
1: could have could possibly refuse that Nick. Uh, but please- it's not it's not it's not open to you chris take advantage of <laughs> it I'm just wondering whether my desk is still with her actually when I, when I get back in but uh, anyway we're uh, we'll get that sorted out if you just look on on the uh, on the chat we've got a link there, to chamberspace.co.uk. we've also got a link to showing a hybrid event that we did recently as well as a link to uh, Ghislaine Howard's website so you can have a look at that but Nathan thank you very much for that uh, and if you thank know- you get in touch and, and uh, take up on the offer of those uh, very attractive uh, rates at the present moment in time and get back into the city centre and begin to to populate things again uh, then please get in touch with us and we will do our best to uh, sort you out Nathan thank you so much for that Uh, Now on to our our final uh, guest today uh, at today's event, and one of the things that's come uh, into focus really over the last 14 months has been the whole issue of health and well-being. Obviously, uh, it it is a a pandemic. There is an illness uh, that has been going through a virus that has been impacting people uh, left, right and centre, but one of the other issues around it has been that around mental health. This week is Mental Health Awareness Week, and joining us uh, to have a talk about this is Chris Cooper, uh, a trainer and a coach uh, from Manchester, man. Chris, good morning. Good morning. Okay. Uh, obviously, it's it's Mental Health uh, Awareness Week. Um, if you just explain what what that's about and how how can people get involved, and also a little bit of, about the background of of where we are with uh, with the issue of mental health.
3: Yeah, sure. So. Mental Health Awareness Week. It's been going for, for twenty one years now, uh, and and it's all about uh, raising awareness, as, as the as the as the name goes, around mental health. And throughout the week, it's about encouraging people to have more conversations around mental health, um, and really highlighting the importance of actually you know putting yourself out there and talking about something that for some people. Uh, can feel uncomfortable at times. And with this year, with the with the theme for, for Mental Health Awareness Week, it's nature and getting out there in nature. So what we're, what we're really encouraging people to do is experiencing nature in, in any shape or form. So getting out to, to your local park, um, having houseplants, taking care of a house plant at home, uh, using lots of fruit and vegetables for your, for, for your cooking, Listening to bird song when you're out and about, and just experiencing the wonder of nature uh, around. And a great thing that the Mental Health Foundation are encouraging people to do as well is, is to post uh, on your social media. Um, images of, of, of where you live. So for me, my, my local park is, is Boggart Hole Clough. I'm in North Manchester, so I'm out every morning with my two dogs, taking them for a walk each day. So wherever you are, wherever you experience nature in whatever way, shape or form, it's about uh, a post posting that on all your socials and using the hashtag Connect With Nature Uh, and really sharing your own experiences of how you how you how you like to experience nature yourself. And really, I think over the past year, one thing that it's it's, brought the, the pandemics brought into into focus is how important nature is for people. Uh, and getting out there and experiencing uh, open spaces. So I'm, th- I'm the chair of the stakeholder group at Bogger Clough and we've seen a massive increase in people using Bogger Clough. When it, when it became a thing to get out there and have an hour of exercise each day, being, seeing new people and welcoming them into the park and experiencing being out there. And it's, it's, there's, a, there's a tremendous grounding experience of being out there because you, you, you get to feel like you're, you're part of something bigger uh, and experiencing the wonder of nature. It puts into context all the other stuff that's going around.
1: Yeah, and I know certainly go back sort of 12 months or whatever when, when the first lockdown started and there was a huge amount of interest in this and a great deal of publicity about, about the benefits of nature and being out there and one thing and another. And it, 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 It's something we shouldn't forget, isn't it, just because we are where we are now with the pandemic. And I think this this week is really timely in that to say, look, if it was really good for people then it's just as good for people now, isn't it? I suppose that, that's the message that's coming out from this.
3: Yeah, exactly. So so on one point, so the, so the nature thing, I think that it's great that the, the theme this year has been nature to encourage people to, to, to do that and carry on getting out, out, outdoors and experiencing nature if people weren't doing that beforehand. But also, yeah, more generally around mental health. So one thing that we do at Manchester Mind, um, I, I I'm here in the my capacity as a trainer at Manchester Mind today, and uh, we deliver fantastic uh, training courses around raising awareness uh, for mental health uh, for, for for companies. So we, so we do one called Finding a Healthy Balance, which is all about people understanding and recognizing the causes of stress and things that they can things that they can do to manage stress uh, in all aspects of their life. And one part of that is connecting with nature connecting with other people so getting out and experiencing nature with other people is a great thing to do uh, with that and then we also do uh, another course which is which is around raising the awareness of all of the different mental health conditions the main mental health conditions so that people understand and, it, and it's about raising uh, raising awareness and, and lifting some of the clouds around people's uh, perceptions of what of what mental health is and and this idea that it's a taboo and it's something that yeah. we can't talk about one thing that's been highlighted uh, over the past year is the importance of recognizing uh, mental health and not just seeing it on, on its own so thinking about health as a whole including physical mental spiritual health all of that together all, because it, that all, all comes uh, to our well-being all of these different factors uh, influence how we feel and how we show up and how we experience the world
1: there is, there is unfortunately still some stigma and fear attached, isn't there, to that opening up and, and talking about this as a, uh, you know, if, if, if somebody has got poor mental health, it's, it's who, who they can turn to or whatever it is. What 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 advice uh, could could you give people uh, that you know got this attitude, just shrug it off, everything will be okay?
3: Well, if if, if you if you uh, are feeling that you you might be experiencing problems with your with your own mental health, it's it's, it's sometimes knowing where you can go for help. So uh, the, the important thing is to seek help, you know, if you, f- if you feel like you are experiencing problems with your mental health. At any time, one in four people across Manchester will be experiencing problems with with their mental health. So it's a huge number of people. So at, at Manchester Mind, we have uh, lots of services available uh, for, for helping people with that. So checking out our website is, is a good thing to do. But, you know, the most fundamental thing is... Go and see your GP. Go and talk to your GP, uh, and they're they're always going to be a, a good first point of contact. And also, just talk just talk to somebody. Whoever you feel that you can have a is, is trusted uh, to, to, to have a conversation. Just share how you feel about things, uh, and rather rather than keeping things inside, because what you might be experiencing, there's a good chance that somebody else has been experiencing that as well.
1: Yeah, just one thing, Chris. is a final question. I mean, you mentioned there about your you, your role as a as a trainer and the work that the uh, Mastermind does for businesses. Because I think again, this is this has now become part of the package really that any good responsible employer really should be thinking about. So, what what are the type of things that, that businesses could 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 get help on uh, that 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 you you, you can uh, you can work with them on
3: yeah so we do uh, quite a number of different courses um for for aimed at businesses so so a lot of the work that i do it'll be um for, for companies who, who are being really proactive around around mental health and they're putting on courses for all of their staff or, or certain staff teams to raise to raise awareness around mental health conditions and things that they can do to manage their stress we also do courses for the managers and leaders uh, for how to um, have conversations with the people that, that they manage around mental health, because that can often be a fear for leaders. For in terms of, it's important for them to look after their own mental health and to be aware of the mental health of their team. So we do courses specifically aimed at, at managers and leaders as well. So there's there's lots of things that that, that we do, and you know, I'd encourage anyone. Who, from any organisation who wants to be more proactive around mental health to, to get in touch with us and one of the great things about doing your training with Manchester Mind is that we use so that the funds from the training, the profits from that get recycled back into the, the, the services that we provide free of charge for people across Manchester.
1: Chris, thank you so much for that. We've got the links uh, in in the chat box uh, through to uh, Manchester Mind and the services that that Chris and the team there provide and help provide for people. Uh, I I guess there's a couple of things just to say really. Part of this is is for everyone just to keep their eyes on other people as well, isn't it, I suppose, really? Just to sort of make sure that we are okay. Uh, But I also think as well, just having these sort of conversations helps as well uh, because I, I always refer to several things that you know a few years ago we would never be having this conversation because you didn't talk about stuff like this or if you did people would think what are they talking about that for it's become normal now to have this conversation it feels perfectly normal to be talking about mental health issues in this way you know so we've got to keep on with this and make sure that what i said before about i that stigma and fear there shouldn't be any about this. It is something that people need help with. Uh, so I think it's important. So Chris, thank you so much for that and carry on uh, doing the great work and hopefully we may get you back on uh, in a few months' time or whatever, just for a catch-up uh, and, and see how things are going, just to see how, how that side of things are developing. Chris? Yeah, that would be great. One thing to let you know about as well
3: at, at Manchester Mind, we we, we're, we're, we uh, are following the whole nature theme ourselves in what we do. And so right. we have allotments at Manchester Mind. Which is great. So people come along, volunteers come along, and grow flowers, grow fruit, all sorts of different plants there. So uh, this isn't that anyone can get involved in because not everybody does have access to a garden themselves. So again, have a look on the website for that, and there'll be opportunities for how you can get involved in the allotments. So that's a, that's another thing that people people can do as well.
1: That's fantastic. That's really really good. And also as well, people picking up skills as well. We're doing stuff like that. So yeah, interacting yeah. with the people as well, which is so important. Yeah. Absolutely. That, that's what it's all about. So Chris, thank you so much for that uh, and keep up, the, uh, keep up the great work. So that brings uh, today's event uh, uh, to an end. Uh, this week's Chamber Live. Uh, we'll, this time next week, we'll be having our usual fortnightly networking events and then after that, uh, Chamber Live uh, in two weeks time today. Coming up before then, we've obviously got a wide range of other events on uh, around everything from uh, helping with uh, international trade and right through to HR issues and everything in between. Uh, The events brief will be hitting your inboxes later on this afternoon uh, with full details around that. Just one other thing as well to look out for in the next couple of days, we'll be launching our quarter two quarterly economic survey, which is the chance for you to let us know what's happening with your business. And we can present that to the Uh, people that are making the decisions both locally and at a national level and hopefully some of the things that Nicola mentioned there around some of the issues still going on around Brexit we can begin to pull something together around that and present it to people that can make a difference and can make a change so thank you very much to our speakers today that's probably one of the most diverse chamber lives I think we've ever done but absolutely fantastic Nicola Nathan and Chris thank you so much for joining us uh, but most of all, thank you for for joining us as well. Uh, like I said, look out for the podcast, look out for the YouTube video going up in the next 24 hours. Thanks for joining us and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks. Bye,
4: folks.